Hello, you're listening to Underscore, a podcast by the Chicago Graphic Design Club, dedicated to bring you conversations with Chicago's creative leaders. On this podcast, we'll explore the craft, theory, and practice of graphic design, plus discuss bold ideas that push the boundaries of what's possible and ways in which we can create a more thoughtful and inclusive community. To learn more about us, visit our website at www chicagographicdesign.club or find us on social media. Special thanks to the Chicago band 80 Slang for our theme music. So hey everyone, today we are going to be doing a very special episode. We've never done this before. And we're going to be spending some time talking about some of this year's highlights. And I'm joined today by some of our committee members, Patrick, John, and Jamie, who are some of the people that are behind the programming that the club does. So we have a very exciting 2023 ahead of us, but we also want to take a moment to reflect on some of the things that we've accomplished this year and also share some comments from our community. So let's kick off this this episode with this question of how was 2022 for you? How was this year for you professionally, personally, club-wise? Um, yeah, let's talk about 2022. I can go first. This is Patrick. Uh, 2022, it was an interesting year for me because uh, on a personal slash professional level, I am... Um, uh, I, I've been running my own little shop for about 10 years and I went and took a full-time job. And then since then, beginning, beginning of the year, I have resigned from that full-time job. <laughs> and so what I kind of learned is, and I, everybody already kind of knows this, but, you know, agency or company leadership really matters. And, and uh, I had a hard time um, uh, working for some people that I wasn't huge fans of. So I just decided to move on. So that was, it was an interesting um experience uh everybody else that i worked with was was great and fantastic so it was nice to collaborate and uh work on some bigger things this year with, with that group but uh i've since moved on and i'm enjoying uh running my own little studio again and then uh with the club I, there were some really great um in-person events i think in the beginning of 2022 we uh did some agency tours for the first half uh kind of as covid started to um dissipate slowly <laughs> but uh and those were really great. They were great kind of behind the scenes uh, events. And it was great to get out and network after a while. So, yeah, definitely. Um, 2022, this is John. Um, 2022 was um, for me a pretty amazing year, um, both professionally and personally. Uh, I would say it was actually probably the greatest year of my life. Um, so I had some pretty fun branding projects um, at the agency that I work at that came to fruition um, that I got to feel like I um, really contributed to um, to part of that system and graphic language. Um, and then just on the personal side, um, my, I have an artistic practice as well that um, has been doing really well and that also informs some of my design work. And so it's been really interesting just to kind of see how those have been interplaying and kind of um, crossing in and out between each other. Um, but then in terms of uh, the club, uh, I think probably one of my favorite things was going to um, an open print studio um, towards the beginning of this year. Um, Trying to remember the name, Latitude. It was called Latitude, and it's an open uh, unity resource for printing. And it was just a really beautiful uh, experience because they they go into like the nitty gritty of printing, which I don't think a lot of people do anymore. But it was kind of eye opening, just in terms of like thinking about new ways of doing things that aren't just always stuck on a computer all the time, and getting to um, a place where there's a little bit more play in my practice. Um, so that's been really fun this year. Yeah, and for me, uh, it's Jamie here. For me, 2022 was uh, a lot of new learning going on for me um, in regards to just my my corporate job, where we went from working from home to more of a hybrid uh, schedule. So there's a lot of getting used to with that. Um, same thing with the club. Um, I like went into different things that I wanted to do and I'm still learning. And I feel like, um, 2022 was, um, a bit challenging at times, but we, I got through it, but looking forward to the new 
to, to the new year because I, I have started to kind of expand my, my, my skill sets with me having more time now. And this is Christian. And I guess for me, it's been, it's been a combination of, um, so we're, so this year was our second year into our club. And, um, and I think we've, as a community, we, we've sort of gotten comfortable with what we're doing. And 2022, I think was the year that I tried to, um, provide offerings that we didn't regularly provide in previous years. So, so to, to Patrick's point, we did, we did more studio tours. Um, we, we had our first guest from overseas, um, Barnbrook studio and, uh, and yeah, it's just, it's, it's been a great year, just building relationships and, and, and trying to keep the community connected. And personally this year, um, I think the if, if there was a one word that I could use to summarize the year, I guess it would be balance. And I think it's just been a lot of me trying to just balance all the different all the different creative projects that I like to do. And it's it's not it's not very easy, but I feel like every like every month I, I'm I'm like just dialing in how that whole thing works. So so yeah, it's it's just been a lot of just balance and 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 improvising and trying to figure out how to get things done. So it's been mm-hmm. it's been it's been a fun year. Interesting point you brought up about dialing in. Um, I've definitely felt over the years as um, I quote unquote get older, um, being from the late 1900s, uh, that idea of dialing in. Um, what were some of the things that you feel like you learned in terms of dialing in? Um, maybe maybe more about your practice or just how you approach creativity. Yeah. So for me, it's, I I try to look at everything that I do as informing everything else. So for instance, I have my writing practice and that feeds into my design practice and my design practice informs my writing practice. So I've been in my mind, I picture just like this web and everything is connected. And I want to, I'm always trying to make sure that yeah, that just everything feels in balance and that I'm not doing too much over here. And as a result, something over here is suffering. So, and, and, and throughout all of that, just prioritizing like wellness, I think is, is like really, really big, important, like just a big, important factor. So just making, cause, cause in 2022, like there was definitely a few moments where I was feeling burnout and, and I've, I've realized that nothing I do is ever good when it comes from a place of burnout or from being tired or from any of that kind of stuff. So it's just been listening to my body, knowing when I need to sleep, when I need to take a break, when I need to walk away. And sometimes it's the hardest thing you could do because I think as a, as a person that likes to do a lot, um, admitting to yourself that you need to take a break sometimes feels like defeat. Um, and, and yeah, you just have to, it's, 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 that's not true. (laughs) It's not a defeat of anything. I think it's, it's a victory to be able to recognize that, um, that your body, your mind, all that stuff needs, needs rest and recovery. So I hope that answers your question. Very very much so. Um, and I think it actually speaks to what Patrick did earlier this year, um, in terms of kind of, uh, holding his own, uh, space for, for what he needed. Um, I remember whenever you did that, I was actually, uh, I saw that you had posted something on Instagram and, um, I, I just, it actually meant something to me too. Cause I think we all go through that time where we're trying to get things done where we're trying to be something or achieve something or drive to get somewhere in life or whatever. Um, but you seem to understand that it was now. And, and for me, it was more like walking away from it was more just that I was just, just, a. uh, personality conflict more than anything else where I didn't want to trade my sanity for a paycheck anymore. So, you know, I like, I like being able to, uh, I love what, what we do. I love, you know, design and advertising and, and all things, you know, UX and, and digital, but um, uh, it's hard to be creative when you're, when you're not in the mood kind of thing. So it's better for me to have a, to your point, uh, a better headspace um about things and feel good about the things that i'm creating you know and not having to worry about 
similar distorted world that somebody lives in. <laughs> so I don't want to make it a you know a super negative conversation, but but yeah, sometimes you just gotta you gotta walk away. And I'm in a place in my life now too where I mean, I don't want to say like I don't need a job. Everybody needs to you know make some money and and, and you know pay the bills and stuff like that. But I, I kind of made a choice that I'm not gonna uh, work for people like that anymore. So I'm uh, a little bit more selective in what I'm doing, and you know it's uh, it's, it's nice to have some of that freedom and flexibility. So kind of the whole point of this community, right? So as we look into um, 2023, what are some of the, based on everything that we've learned this this year, what are you guys most excited about for, for the upcoming year? Um, just as individuals and as our community, what's what are some things that, that come to mind? Well, for me, it's me personally. Um, I've been starting to do more uh, typographic design. So uh I think into I'm gonna I start I kicked that off like last week and I feel like it's a really good like jumping off point for me to kind of go full force into that path uh going into the new year. So there's new projects, new or just projects in general that I've been putting off for a really long time and now like time has opened up for me where um I think I'm gonna be able to balance personal projects and work projects um, pretty good. Um, and at the same time, I'm excited for where the club goes in general. I feel like we've been kind of like leveling up as we go, adding more things, doing more things with, the with, uh, the community, just doing, um, more tours, more talks, book club. So just in general, like looking into the new year, I, um, I just want to be more active, I guess. And, Somebody, I think we read we read this somewhere where um, they felt like we were just like the Walking Dead, and I I kind of related to that because I was just like going through the motions with like a corporate job and how burnt out I could get because of that. So now I've gotten this like new like I've gotten re-energized pretty much, and I'm gonna try to take that into the new year and stay focused as much as possible yeah. with everything designed with you guys, me personally, with work been nice for me getting a little bit more involved with um with the design club uh, towards the end of this year and then looking towards what's coming up next year um i think it aligns um, with my own personal practice and how i think about community um, but it's also nice that i have more time to do it um, and then yeah i have a lot of uh, like exhibitions and like personal uh, art projects that are planned some grants that i'm writing that I'm submitting towards the end of this year because it's the 24th now. Uh, yeah, I'm just so much that I think we're looking forward to. Yeah, yeah I'm definitely looking at 20, looking forward to 2023. You know, at the club, it's it's getting uh, back out and doing more in-person events again. That's what I'm looking forward to. Um, the second half of the year, I got a little bit busy with my full-time schedule, so I couldn't uh, do as much as I wanted to, but. So I'm looking forward to that, and and kind of like John, I, I've I've uh, started doing some work off the computer. I'm starting to do some painting. Um, I've got a space now that I can dedicate to it, um, uh, and so I'm just enjoying doing some physical things that don't require pixels to make some some art. I don't know if it's going to go anywhere, but I'm just enjoying the process now more than more than anything and experimenting a little bit. So, yeah, for me, it's been this is a word you like, John, artifact. And, oh, and, uh, and something I, um, so this past week, these past two weeks, actually, I've been working on some print, some print work, um, some print design stuff. And I, I almost forgot how much I love it. I, I love doing it. And I think because I work in digital all day, it, it undermines just how, yeah, just how precious holding something in your hand and looking at it and like holding it up to your face and like spinning it and all this stuff is so I would like to just do more tactile projects and I would like the club to be producing and outputting those type of that type of material whether it's posters or publications or whatever it may be um I really want 
there to be like a physical physical representations of the things that we do. So yeah, that's that's what comes to mind. And I, and I think just on a personal level, continuing to to explore what balance means and continuing to explore new ideas and meet new people, hear yeah. people's stories, storytelling is is a I think is a, a big a thing that really influences me. So I feel like balance is gonna be a big thing for the next couple of years for mm-hmm. a lot of people. Yeah. Cause I think it's it's a, it's important to to yes to have balance, but I also think it's important to hold well at least for me to hold myself accountable and to not because I, I think sometimes with balance, um I think it's just important to like define what balance means to you, to like the individual, because mm-hmm. it could be, I think we're, we're like, as people, like we're so it's, we're, we're very, it's very easy to fool ourselves and to sometimes think that we've achieved balance when, when we really didn't. So, so yeah, that's, that's what I think of. Um, So we did ask a we did ask our community a few questions um not too long ago and we do want to share some of those responses and i want to start off with a poll that we asked on instagram we asked a series of three questions and the reason why we asked this is because i think as a community it's important to to hear from from others and 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 as a community I always try to make sure that we're not becoming like this echo chamber like this bubble that just is just based around like a select few number of people's like ideas and concepts and whatnot so um I'm gonna read some of these some of these answers so one of the questions that we asked was what are you looking forward to in 2023 so uh someone said to unleash so their answer was to unleash my full potential. Someone said, Nick Adams said, um, he said more growth. Heather Snyder Quinn said in-person human connections. Nicolette said work-life balance. Jeffrey um, said in-person and virtual events, maybe more collaborations. Jamie, you're here. You said growing your typographic portfolio. Um. My friend Anna said a regular decent income that would allow me to go to Chicago. Derek said more time to travel. Cheryl said continuing to grow my freelance business. And Ivan said, I am looking forward to seeing how the novelty around AI and generative art ethics will play out. So I think that's a pretty, pretty good selection of, of answers. So I guess, now that I read them, like, I guess let's open it up and, and discuss them a little bit. What do you guys think about about those answers or anything that came up for you? Seems like some themes of balance and um, the fear of AI. Yeah, and the need for a human connection, I think, is mm-hmm. yeah, important. And just growth in general. Mm-hmm. It's always good, you know. It's a it's a lifelong thing. So growth yeah. growth is always there. And then another question that we asked was, how did you grow as a designer in 2022? Um, Nick said, I had my first time experience. I had many first time experiences and shared them with my team. Uh, Someone else said that they started their degree. Um, Someone else said, I slowed way down to grow more intentionally. Someone said, I started a freelance design business. Another answer, learned from my peers and attended great community events. I got, a ne- I got a new job and worked on my digital painting skills. I became more confident in myself. And the last answer is, I think I realized that if I want to get critical about certain tech, then it is time to get technical. And then the last one, there's one more actually. Um, and it was, I started believing in myself. And what I bring to the table as a creative. So inspiring. Yeah. I I really like the answer of slowing down to grow more intentionally. And I think Mm -hmm. that's that sort of summarizes what I was mentioning earlier, earlier. And that's, that's what I've been working through is like precision and 
Oh, yeah, just, to Final yeah, exactly. That was my resolution last year. Um, it's actually part of the reason why I, I kind of walked away a bit from the design club from this past year was I was going way too fast. Mm -hmm. It was affecting quality. You could see it. Yeah, I think it's important to just have that have that awareness, and I think it 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 comes from being honest with yourself. I think, yeah, because I think so often we, it's easy to say to just sign up for things and 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 just yes, of course I could do it, of course I could do it, and then mm -hmm. and then for myself, like sometimes I'm like, well, that means that I have to do it. <laughs> yeah. And and the doing and the doing it part is not always the most like glamorous or interesting. It's like laying in bed, like in the dark on your computer. And you're tired. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess like learning how to say no to certain things is tough for people. Mm -hmm. And like uh, to go back to what uh, this person said. Uh, slow way down or yeah slow way down to grow more intentionally mm -hmm. that person probably had to say no to a couple of other other things mm -hmm. in order to like focus on whatever they were doing so yeah i sometimes have a hard time with saying no because i feel bad but sometimes you have to yeah i i mean i wish i could say no to more things but i, I i've learned in my life that saying like saying yes has helped me so much but it's it's like a double-edged sword because in return mm -hmm. it's um yeah there's there's just consequences to that but but when i when i was starting out in the, in the design community and this was like 10 years ago um i used to say yes to everything and as a result that opened so many doors for me and mm. And a lot of like even this club today, like a lot of that is informed by all of those yeses that I said. So I don't know. I'll 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 see how. And maybe maybe that's just my way of saying like I have a really hard time saying no. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just fooling myself. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean it's, a, it's another thing where you could say yes and just like absolutely like kill every project that you're working on but some like most of the time it's i'm like john where something starts to like mess up and you're like all right i have to step back i'm with you i think uh, more often than not yes does lead to positive things However, <laughs> there, there there is a there is a point where you start it's getting some diminishing returns and for whatever reason socially um saying yes has, has brought me a lot of benefit on the business side or the creative side, saying yes to things has been uh, there's been a lot more negative attached to it. Um, uh, just because mm -hmm. you start you start agreeing to do things that aren't necessarily in your sweet spot and all because you're trying to you know um, uh, make a client happy or 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 there's money you know attached to something and all of a sudden it starts taking down a different road than maybe you originally intended. So it's just kind of just being aware and conscious of mm -hmm. what you're saying yes or, or no to. So anyway. Yeah. But I, but I do think that I, I like, I like that you said that because I definitely say no to things that I feel like don't, that won't bring some sort of value or like benefit to either like myself or to others. So I guess I do say no pretty regularly, but um, I think what helps, what helps me is if you like when I have that, like those values or that foundation to which to that to which that the, the values and foundation that inform my decision. So for example, like I will say yes, if those things align to these characteristics or values or whatever. Um, so I, and I, and I think that's, I think it's sometimes it's important to have that, to be able to like make those informed yeses or nos and to not, go so much off, like just based off your gut like what your gut is telling you or like what your well that I feel like that that goes counterintuitive to a lot of the advice that we get which is to listen to your gut um but I don't know I I I I found that just being able to point my decisions to something else usually results in in um some sort of some sort of benefit 
And then, and then we asked another question. And this question that we asked our community was, how did we support you in 2022? And um, some people said, you helped provide greater insight into practices of my peers and folks I'm inspired by. Someone said, with positive vibes. Someone else said, it was a space to meet all kinds of designers in Chicago, um, more typographic events and tours, with a lot of insights and community shared knowledge. And um, someone else said, oh my gosh, having the community to fall back on and ask advice has been so helpful. Um, That's actually uh, the Discord um, that everyone seems to be talking through I, that's actually been a giant resource i think it was originally slack but mm -hmm. um over to discord um that's been a sleeper for me personally mm -hmm. uh, I'm, I'm a bit of a lone wolf maybe and so having that connection um on a daily just mm -hmm. in my because i'm sitting at my computer and it's on mm -hmm. i can jump in and out of it whenever i want to that's been a big help for me yeah i i love it just because if we go to an event you can kind of just, you know, if I check in on it every day, kind of see what people are up to. And um, it's a lot easier just to, you know, connect with people at events once uh, you kind of know a little bit about what they do and, and what they've been up to. It's kind of, it's kind of fun. So, and it's, it's great when people have got, uh, you know, questions about their career or, you know, they, they show work, they're, they're something they're working on and they want feedback. So those are, those are really fun posts. Yeah. I think it, I'm, I, I also find a lot of value in the discord. It really reminds me of when I was a teenager and I used to go in like design chat rooms or just chat rooms in general. And like, you would just meet like friends and, and connect around like a specific artist or like band or whatever. Um, that's what it reminds me of. And that's like one of the reasons why I like really like it is because I feel like it's a nice little, it's it, like a Yahoo chat room from like the early 2000s. So, um, yeah, I, I also find a lot of a lot of value in that, and uh, and yeah, unfortunately we had to we had to um, we were on Slack and we had to we had to make the transition over to Discord because Slack was gonna be charging us a lot of money um, because apparently Slack is just more for business and they're essentially telling us we're gonna charge you because you're getting all these business services that I was like, we don't use any of the, like we're not doing big file sharing or connecting to like Asana or like other third parties. So, but yeah, Discord has been great. They got bought by Salesforce. So that's why there's all these changes, you know, so. Anyway. Oh, Salesforce. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. It's always Salesforce. Well, I heard self, Salesforce is uh, offering to buy us. So <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> That dollar amount of <laughs> what kind of funding do we get with that? <laughs> well, we have to change our name. We're, we'll be called just the Design Club. <laughs> design Club. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be called Design Trademark. Uh, that's it. Um, all right. So let's go into um, we 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 sent out a survey not too long ago where we basically the intention behind the survey was to get people to get for us to get. Um, inspired and to collect some feedback from what our community is saying around um, a wide range of questions that we asked. And there's two questions in particular that I feel like we we owe it to the community to to share, to share with. And also I think it's it'll 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 just be good to to as a team to discuss some of these answers. So we ask, do you have any thoughts that you would like to share with us on how you would like to see uh, the Chicago design community improve or how could the design community advance or, or just, um, you know, be, be more inclusive. So we got a wide range of answers from people and, uh, and I have them here in front of me. Um, so one of the, like one of the first answers that we got was around this idea of doing more portfolio showcases and art shows, which I think mm -hmm. is, it's pretty interesting. Um, we, we have a port, well, we, we kind of have a portfolio showcase on our website. Um, but it's, it's where we, where, where we ask people to submit a poster 
that uses the tight the, the official typeface of the city of, Sh- of Chicago, big shoulders. And uh, and it's an 11 by 17 poster where the designer has to answer the question of what does Chicago mean to them? So we have this little digital web page like on our community like on our website and it's a digital gallery that um, showcases this collection of submissions um which i think is good and i think it's great and it gives people like visibility and 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 awareness into other other designers and and what they think of chicago but i totally see a lot of value in in taking this a step further and doing some art show and exhibiting whether it's these posters or something else in a space and i think galleries are always great like meeting points for conversation and ideas so um so uh i really like this answer and i think it's certainly something that um i would like to see us as a group uh move forward with yeah there's in my opinion there's definitely room to do something here like you just talking about the posters in my head i was like we could like print everybody's posters out and just like showcase them in a space and at the same time have like a couple of people like showcasing their portfolios like on the table next next door to to whatever we're trying to like showcase our on the the club's behalf pretty much and like make it like a make it into like a small event nothing crazy but yeah that that there's endless possibilities to this. It's a great idea. Um, someone else said, um, I mean, we we got we got several answers related to networking, career developments, which which I think is always gonna be, you know, a a common a common theme that will, you know, as long as design is a profession, it'll always be something that we could um that we can most certainly do. And I and I know that that other organizations like AIGA, they, they they tend to do a lot of programming around career developments. Um, and I think they do a good job at that to an extent. So perhaps um yeah, we should we should definitely consider doing something like this. Cause I know when when, when the design club was created, it was it was in a in a way a response to a lack of events around like the craft theory and practice of graphic design. So, um, and there was never really like a, a theme of that was never really to include, um, like the, the heads down, like career developments, resume interviewing, that kind of stuff. So I think there might be some value in, in incorporating some of that programming. What do you guys think? Yeah, I, I think it's a big mystery for people, um, uh, especially early in your career, you don't know what you're supposed to put on there half the time. Or if you do, it's it's you're you're Googling something and you know, copying that. So I think getting people to figure out their own voice and 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 being able to position themselves as, you know, the solution for someone that's looking for a hire is, is there's nothing but, but positive things that can come out of that. So and then on the flip side of it, um, as someone who does get endless amount of resumes <laughs> sent to them uh, on a weekly basis. Um, I probably get a dozen or two dozen every week. Um, it, it's they're they all start to look the same after a while. So it's I think anything you can do to kind of help differentiate yourself as a as a through one of these workshops would be a positive positive thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to your point, Patrick, um, the idea of voice in in the creative professions for me, um, I'm looking for people who don't have the same resume as everyone else. So they maybe are looking at it from a different angle than this is exactly how it should be done to get through the ATS you know, keyword systems of some gigantic corporation, or is it more about aligning their own values like we've been talking about to to their creative output so that their career going forward is the best for them personally, not just professionally. Agreed. Yeah. There's there there's someone in our um in our Discord community actually and um and I think that their their resume and their website is is really interesting because it sort of like goes against what a lot of traditional portfolio websites look like. Um, and they, and they, and they had posted that, that one of their, one of their objectives is to, to create like a new design aesthetic similar to the way that like David Carson's like did in like the 1990s. Um, 
and I think to your point is like how could we how could we as a as a as an organization um help like reframe the way that like the traditional portfolio and like resume and like career trajectory looks like so um so I, so I d definitely think like there's there's a lot of value in that and like perhaps like there could be like an interesting um like spin that we could take on it so um yeah I, I I like that I like that I like these answers um and someone else the, another answer there's like a few a few similar answers to the to, to the question around um just more in person in person things so things like museum days or attending art shows together um someone suggested that we do like a big snowball fight which i think is an excellent idea so um so certainly things where i feel like there's there's no agenda we're just getting together and we're getting together in the space and we're just going with with whatever it is that that we're doing whether it's a an art show or we're going out for for dinner or having a snowball fight i think there's it doesn't always have to be about like just design talking about design. Mm -hmm. yeah I do want to and I've, I've said this before it's always it's always fun talking about other stuff other than design like getting to know John or Patrick and what they do, you know, I've done that at events and that's fun for me. Not always talking about like design, but how dare you say that, Jamie, it's always design. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Take that back. <laughs> Take it back. <laughs> Just kidding. No, I agree. Oh, man. Uh, and then I, John, I think you were going to say something. I just, I, the snowball fight is really, uh, it's really resonating with me personally, um, as a way to, uh, resolve some conflict in the community. Oh my God. <laughs> but also right. curious to see what everyone's, uh, snowball designs are. I didn't like that critique. Let's critique each other. That's hilarious. It's funny. That would actually be an interesting thing to do is like, let's design snowballs and let's, let's talk mm. about, let's talk about this them. New aesthetic snowball. This is the Bauhaus snowball. <laughs> Mine's square. Mine is a <laughs> modernist. <laughs> I use Mid Journey to create mine. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it becomes product design. We're all like shaping the, the snowball to match our fingers, and you know, mine is about, about the ergonomics. <laughs> it's about balance. Yeah, about balance. Exactly. But yeah, we're we're in the we're in winter time, so I feel like right now is the time to do it. So um, certainly we should look into that. And then so so to that point, uh, someone else there's there's a few answers around community engagement. Um, how could we uh crowdsource ideas or find ways to to engage the community and help them like have some part of the development process to what we do, um. And then, and then something you mentioned, John, was um, rather than just pushing content or, or you know, I, I hate to use this term, but like rather than like talking at people, but doing more of that like reciprocity of how could we, you know, how could it be like a two-way street where everyone that is involved is sort of giving and taking? I think there's some interesting space just in terms of agency and um and creative output for a community um, mm. for for those ideas to come from everybody but also the participation too yeah um, the community doesn't exist with uh, a handful of people um doing their hardest to create awesome ideas and thoughts um i think it comes from everybody getting involved and uh and then another and something else that we as a club like we've never really gotten too much into which is ux design user experience design um, but there, there's a few, a few comments around, like, could we, you know, introduce more programming around UX design, which I, which I think you can't ex escape UX design. It's, it's everywhere. And it's a lot of it is informed by, it's made possible through graphic de design, through the visuals. So, um, so I think it's something that we could definitely explore as a club. 
um, particularly like the ethics of UX design. I know that uh, there's there's a lot of dark patterns that uh, that take advantage of people's like yeah you know, that that could be advantageous to to corporations and whatnot. So I think just again like just questioning like the ethics and like just the moral implications of of UX design could be um a nice way to like thread in our lens of like theory craft and practice um i saw i was i was reading on linkedin that there there's like i i get these emails all the time i don't know if you guys do but it's like they're from recruiters and and they look like they're straight up spam um sometimes some of them like look a little bit real and there's been there's been some people that have been like falling prey to those to those linkedin job postings and have gone through like the whole process of like getting hired and like they're interviewed and and they're getting onboarded and like everything and once they're in the job they're asked to make like a bitcoin purchase or to do something like the crypto space and then it's there's just like this whole like market of people that are just taking advantage of what's happening right now in, in, in the tech world, for instance, with all sure. the layoffs and, uh, and it's scary. And I, and I think a big part of that is like user experience, like where there these, 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 these entities are taking advantage of people through good user experience of a nice personalized long email, um, an onboarding process. You interview with someone with a friendly face and then, yeah, there, there, there. I, I feel like just that alone could be could be like a nice point of discussion for like an event or something. Yeah, that's that's pretty dark stuff. Something <laughs> 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 whole industry dedicated to praying on people who just lost their jobs or or whatever case may be. You're just looking for a new job. That's 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 terrifying. And then there, there's a there's a comment about just more behind the scenes um, type of programming. So. I think some of the studio tours that we've done talk a little bit about the process behind projects, all the moving parts. Um, I personally find a lot of value in that and specifically value that I could bring back to like my day job. Um, it's always just either like reassuring or inspiring to see other people's process and how they approach like a, a deliverable or like a problem statement and whatnot. So, um, so I think that's something that we could, um, yeah, continue to, to explore. And perhaps there's like other ways that we could do this. Maybe they don't always have to be studio tours. Um, mm -hmm. so, um, so workshops, people also want to see workshops, which I personally love workshops. Um, we've done, I think my favorite, one of my favorite workshops that we did was actually last year. And it was the manifesto workshop, um, the hot design manifesto summer workshop. Um, that was really cool to get people together to design a manifesto. And I think the manifesto has always been, well, manifestos have, have always really fascinated with fascinated me and the idea of coming together to concoct our own, our own manifesto is always interesting so i would love to do more more of that where people could walk away with something that could yeah inform and shape their practice i think is always interesting but at the same time like it doesn't always need to be like profound or deep like that like we could also do like you know a lettering workshop or and that's something that mm -hmm. i'm currently trying to explore for like the new year is is chicago has a great number of really talented craftspeople and um that are great at what they do when it is in regards to to lettering to poster design typography um prints uh coding so it'd be great if we could um yeah if we could do that and that's and that's um that's actually it wouldn't be great if we could do that because that is something that um i'm planning for the club to do and in 2023 so for anyone that's listening um stay tuned for that because um that'll be 
that'll be new. And I think it'll be a great, a great avenue for, for what we love to do design. Um, and then, and there was another like common theme that, that was present in our, in people's answers. And it was around like just the business of design. Um, and, and just to be a little bit more precise, the, the answer specifically said, um, that, that they want to see dialogues or forums that bridge design and industry. Oftentimes great design seems like it's the first thing cut from a budget. So that's obviously business related and also the value of design, I think is, is a big component of that. Um, how could we, and I, and I think specifically like the last, because of the pandemic, I think a lot of businesses saw the importance of, of great design because it's now how people are shopping. It's how people are, you know, paying their bills and, and everything is most like you can pretty much do just about everything on your phone now. So great design is going to, is going to be what's, what's going to get you customers and get people to be loyal to your brand and all that stuff. I hate those words, but it's the truth. <laughs> I do feel like there's, it's become so ubiquitous design in, in culture now that it's expected. Yeah. Uh, where you are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's become, I don't even think it's like, I think the, like the different, like before I felt like the differentiator was good design, like just having an experience that someone could interact with. It's like easy to use and frictionless, but I think the bar has now gotten higher and now it's no longer about having a website and having the bare minimum. Now it's about like, for example, like I have a family member and, and they do, they're in the business of, um, they sell, they manufacture and sell, um, office, office furniture to like schools and movie theaters and just commercial spaces. And, and everything's always been through word of mouth and that's how their relationships are built. And like now his clients are asking him to, to provide them with, uh, AR like representation of the, the product in their space. And now like, now he has to do that. Like he needs, like, it's no longer about like, here's my catalog. You could get this chair. Now it's like, I want to see it. I want to see 50 of them in my classroom and I want to see them in three colors and I want it, you know, this week. And, yep. and he's like, Holy crap. I've never, I never thought about doing that. And his competitors are doing that now. And so I think, yeah, I, I think to, to that point, I think the value of design and like ways that we could, I guess just push design or, or, advance it or i don't know i don't know what the word would be but like rethink it or like recontextualize it to wonder um just in terms of community and this idea of user experience uh user experience designers make good money they're on larger teams typically mm -hmm. on large organizations that have a lot of money and i'm wondering just as a community if those types of services um whether it's a high-end typographic design or, or user experience design how we could um provide more access to this sort of um, ways of doing for larger numbers of people who don't typically have that kind of access. So what, what could you, could you give an example, of like just what that would look like? Um, I guess for me is we've talked a little bit about some sorts of ideas around this. And it's just something I've always, or not always, but I've been thinking about for a long time of um, how to kind of create an, a, a in my head, it's like an agency, but it's a community-based agency. Um, so I think that there's just, there's a lot of talk around career paths and um, trying to do work that people like to do. And I think a lot of that comes to who you want to work with and how you want to do that. And I think that the internet and Web3 and a lot of the digital technologies that are coming out around now are enabling uh, people to rethink how they value things and how they make money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I think there, there's like a really big, 
I feel like there's a, there's a really big gap between, um, like if we're talking about like salary or just like money in general, like I think product design is certainly regarded as is in in the the way I see it in like job descriptions and like just in the job market is like product design is always regarded as like superior to like graphic design, like just being like a graphic designer. And I think, and then sometimes in those product design spaces, like the graphic design components of it isn't as like, it's, I, and, and this might be a controversial thing to say, but I, I sometimes experience that the graphic design part almost is like an accessory to like the UX, like to the, the product design components of it. So I would like to find ways to, I don't know, like open up the conversation for like, what is the, what is the integration of like, what's the intersection of like a great product design and then like the, the beauty and like the things that we love about graphic design, which is like, you know, the, the letter spacing and like the, the kerning and like all that stuff. And like, how could we fuse the two so that it's, I don't know, so that there's more, so that there's more, I guess, like more diversity and like the kind of product experiences that we experience with, like, for example, like I've, I've been, I, I drove inside, like I had an Uber like not too long ago and it was a Tesla and it was my first time being in a Tesla and they're great cars from the, like they, they're beautiful cars. Like as the object is beautiful from like the exterior and all that stuff. But then when I went inside of it, it felt like it was so soulless because the interface was just, it looked like, it just looked like Hel like Helvetica, like just some sans serif typeface. Everything was white on black. And it was just like very utility and and I don't know, like, I, I just think there's more, like, that that type of design, like, that simple, clean, minimal type of graphic design is when it's regarded as, like, a standard or, like, is just, like, the, the standard in our culture. I, I just wish that there was more, more willingness to, like, go beyond that um, standardization of graphic design and product design if that makes sense so like well, to the tesla if you're inside one you're it's almost like you're inside an appliance rather than yes yeah. a car you know so i don't so think experience so. driving is different than it would be if it was a i'm making this up like a 1964 you know mustang or something like that where you can mm -hmm. feel everything move but anyway yeah so. that's a great analogy it feels like you're in an appliance because i love that it does. It doesn't feel like it's intended for humans. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, in the future, when they're self-automated, you know, automated driving, which the future isn't that far out, you know, that's, you know, probably what they're sort of prepping for in some way, shape or form, but. All right. So, so we're, we're almost, we're almost, we're almost at time, but um, before we wrap up, I just want to quickly just go over some of the few other things that people mentioned around like, additional things that they want to see and uh, representation and visibility continues to, I think with any community success, um, how can we just be, be a community that's like representing the community of Chicago and provide people with like visibility of, of, of real people. So like the, this, this person's answer was invite more people that don't look like you at all and be patient with those that may struggle. Um, I think that's, that's, that's crucial. That's, that's really important. And, and another thing that I, that I really want to note is um, someone had mentioned finding volunteers that can commit to driving events and programming. Um, definitely we're community led or volunteer led. And, and, and for the people that are listening, like this is, this is some of the people that are involved as of right now, like we're, we don't make any profits. Um, so what we do is really out of like passion and yeah, just love for, for building communities. So, um, so I'll always be encouraging people to, to contribute and to, to get involved and, and our doors are always open for that. So, um, 
Mm-hmm. So please reach out if you if you're interested. And then and then I guess the last thing that I'll say is is this comment here, which is to just be kinder. Um, I think kindness and has almost become like this buzzword that has, I think sometimes almost like lost its meaning because it's like used so much. So um, how could we just continue to to have kindness be something that's like this fire that is always on and not, and that, that that we're actively lighting and not just like plugged into the wall. I guess that's what I would compare it to. It's like, how could, how could kindness be a bonfire instead of a light bulb? Um, that's like, yeah. You need to feed the fire, whereas a light bulb, you just leave it on and two different experiences. Any, any thoughts on that last comment there? Definitely for me. Um, I, I've meditated on um, kindness for a long time. For me, it's love. Um, when you say be kind or to be kind, um, it's a it's a verb. You do do it. You don't you don't feel it. Um, so I, I think that love it's not a state of being. It's an action. Um, and so to that point, this idea of community is just another expression of love that I think that we all have um, for the people that we've met in this city, um, the experiences and design that we've had that have shaped who we are as human beings. Um, and I think that we feel an obligation through that love of, of shared community to try to drive it and, and make it the best version that it can be. I like that. That was perfect, John. Yeah, I like you that too. Sound bite for this episode right there. That's a... <laughs> <laughs> that was lovely. Yeah, that was great. That's nice. It's just, there's a lot of love in this community. Um, I, I've seen design in a lot of different cities in the world. Um, and they're all great. Um, but for me, the the community in Chicago is what makes it Chicago design, Chicago design. And I've seen it from when the Bauhaus, the new Bauhaus came over and it was all community driven through the different iterations throughout the, the decades. Um, that sort of commitment to grassroots community is the, the thing that ties what Chicago design is to me, to what defines it. Mm-hmm. So I'm here. I like that. I like that answer. And I think that that's for me, if if there's a, a call to action from from your response is that all of us that are here and people that are listening and just people in our community, just in general in Chicago, we all have an opportunity to have, yeah, to 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 make some impact, to like there there's a role that all of us have. We all have some some power to yeah, to manifest. And to bring things into the world. So um mm-hmm. that just that reminder alone always keeps me motivated and inspired. And and I did uh and they said a few weeks ago, like in some interview that I did, um, I said, like if it's not you that's doing it, like who else, like who all who will do it? Um, you can't you can't wait for other people's permission or for other people to hold the door open for you. Like we gotta do that. So um and the door's wide open here. Yeah. Well, I once said we don't even have a door. <laughs> Barriers. Well, I'm excited to, to see what this community does in 2023. Anything else? Any other, anything, Patrick, Jamie, before we head out? Really quick, I was um, thinking of a few things from 2022 that um, may have been a missed opportunity. And if anybody out in the community sees uh, an opportunity like this again, you know, please post it in the Discord. And what I'm referring to is that Cook County um, flag competition that was earlier in the year. I don't know if you guys remember this. Yep, I do. You know, it's it's. I think the the club could help tremendously with uh, opportunities like that to make the world around us a better place. I think I, I forget who won that competition. Um, uh, I think it was like a elementary student. Yeah, I mean it's it's a shame because the 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 um not to take anything away from an ele- elementary student, but um, <laughs> I mean, a, a fl- this flag's a big deal, you know what I mean? And and it's it's so permanent and uh, things like that that where we can where we can uh, maybe contribute to the common good or public spaces would be a huge thing. So if anybody sees um, competitions or call for artists or things along those lines, definitely share those resources um we have so so for anyone that wants to get involved if you just visit our website that's where there's a link to our discord um our events our podcast we 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 have some articles um 
ways to get involved. So website is sort of like the hub for all of that. And and yeah, to Patrick's point, let's share resources with one another. That's that's why we're here to to make mm-hmm. to to bring awareness, to bring uh to make resources accessible, and not, and not to gatekeep anything. So um, awesome. All right. Well, thank you all for for joining this this episode, and for the people that were that are listening. I hope that you enjoyed it. This is our first time doing something with multiple people, so um, I hope it turns out good. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys. All right. Sure. Bye. Sure. Bye.